Interior. Night. Recording studio. Two redheads begin pre-show warm-ups. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Jack, write that you gargle your water or something. Jack gargles some water. And then put that we say, welcome to Script Shop. Who? Me or you? Mm-hmm. You say it. Welcome to Script Shop. N- no, but like, really, say it. Like, right now. Like, right now. Let's go for it. Welcome to Scrimshaw. No, Jack. Top. <laughs> Omaha. No, Jack. Welcome to Script Shop. Well, uh, yeah, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome to Script Shop. Hey, it's Jack. What, what's, what's going on? Hi, how are you? Hey, Jack. Allison, how are you doing? I'm fine. Are you? What's going on with you, though, Jack? Does it sound like I've got something going on with it me? It sounds like maybe something. Well, I'm a little bit annoyed, to be honest with you. Mm, please be honest. Well, folks, for those of you that uh, maybe follow the show on Twitter, if you listen to the show, it's one thing, and then we have, you know, Twittery related things going on. And this is a frustrating thing about recording. People out there sort of know that we tend to record the show in blocks mm-hmm. where we'll get together and do like three or four interviews in a given night and then release them still weekly. So it's hard to be topical in certain ways. Sometimes. Uh, well, folks, if you were, uh, if you listen to episode 103, that was a uh, Valerie Schwart figure with Super Nancy. References were made to a certain Polaroid picture that oh. I appeared in that I wasn't. Ugh. I, I, I was less than thrilled with my appearance in said photo. Let's and call it the infamous worm photo. It's the fat Jack picture is what it is. <laughs> it's a picture that I took with a group of friends on a very, you know, a little Polaroid camera that printed the thing out. And, and you know, the it's got a, a, a flash that just washes you out. And it's the framing is bad and the sure. angle is bad. And mm-hmm. I look bad in it. Sure. And it's, it's, it's easily the worst piece of photography that I've been involved in in all of 2019. I mean, you know what this reminds me of, not to steal the thunder from you? Which circle of hell does it remind you of? <laughs> so once I was, it was when we moved back to Cincinnati and I went back to New York to do some work. Uh-huh. And I went out with some of my friends and I love them so much. They're artistic, they're creative, they're beautiful. Yeah. And I drank a bunch. And then I remember being like, let's take a picture. And in this <laughs> photo. That's great. You- photo my head's thinking this is the best picture i've ever taken <laughs> yeah. in my whole life and it is without a doubt yeah. the worst photo of me i've ever ever seen it doesn't even look like me is how bad it is all right well i need to direct my frustration here because we can i, I you know we're venting about it and so my frustration comes from the fact that i brought it up it's my fault yes. ultimately yeah, sure. on episode 103 with valley short figure just can't uh, stop yourself. super nancy um but I brought it up and we talked about it. And then there was a casual reference made to, oh, well, we're going to post that on Twitter. And freaking Keith, our social media guy, mm-hmm. the one that handles all of our social stuff, Keith. went ahead and tweeted it. How dare he? In his hipster tight pants. And I, I, I he didn't even, and, and, and I called him out on Twitter because I didn't even see it till like a day or so later. Yeah. Because he didn't tag me because on it. Because he probably knew how mad you would be. And it's awful. And I hate it. <laughs> So, so much. But not n- enough to ask him to delete it. Well, you can't. It doesn't matter at this point. It's out there It now. exists on Twitter. Yeah, it yeah, exists. Yeah, it's screenshotted. People have been sending that <sighs> in their DMs to each other People have been texting days. me the picture. Oh, man, Jack. You're never going to live this down. It's the worst. And so, Keith, just know that, I, I mean, I'm mad at you and I'm also disappointed. <laughs> and I don't know what to do with this frustration. So, this is where we're at. And we're wasting Caitlin Harbert's time. She's our guest this week. And we're going to get to her in a second. But I just got to, I can't, I got to, I can't help how I feel. And I got to get this out of my system now. Otherwise, it's never going to get out there. Well, good. Thank you for sharing that with us today on yeah. Script. Shop, the it's place great. where we talk to screenwriters about their screenplays and what caused what 
pent up feelings and emotions mm-hmm. really made them pour that into a screenplay. Why don't you write a screenplay, Jack, about Keith in this photo? About me stalking Keith through a forest and hunting him uh, down so I can wear him yeah. like a skin suit. And then I'll be like, what's the metaphor behind this, Jack? What was the seed that sparked this idea? And you'll be like, well, have you seen this photo? Somebody was mean to me online. <laughs> Which is a great reason to want to hunt oh, someone like the most man. dangerous game. What if every single script we did started with somebody being mean to somebody else online? Well, that would be... I and mean, we, the, just never, we just never dive down deep enough to figure out that that's the through line for that, everything. That's called like Tuesday. That, that would be a script. <laughs> called Tuesday. Uh, so in addition to, we mentioned Twitter, we are on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Script Shop Show on all those platforms. We're also on Patreon, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to take the time to give a shout out to, we've got uh, some people that are supporting us financially, which is crazy. Rink. That's amazing. Rink, rink. That's, here's our, their, rink, the sound effects. You can hear the rink, noise rink. of the Reenies and Roonies being entered into our Patreon rink, account. Rink. Uh, I just want to say thank you. We, I like to do this on a, as often as we can uh, to give some recognition to people who are spending money to help the show out, and I, I couldn't appreciate it anymore. Mark Renshaw, former guest. Yep. Cyborn. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I love Cyborn. Uh, so there's an account. Cyborn of a small writing exercise. That's that's right. <laughs> thank you. Jeez. I wasn't sure where you were going there. I, well, I just wanted to say born of a something. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Mark Renshaw. Thank you to uh, Simply Scripts. They are supporting us. Thank you to Cheryl Allen, another previous mm-hmm. guest. Uh, the Last Light Line in Vegas. Vegas. Uh, Heighton Davidson, also another previous guest. And an awesome lady. Who came around to this independent film that's festival. That's right, Heighton. I wish I could have just screened with you more on the dance floor. Uh, also, uh, LC, who I think I know who that is, but I don't want to say names if I'm not correct. And then also, Farrell uh, Crumley is another one of our supporters. And uh, I, I thank you all very, very much. That's that's incredible that you want to give us money for doing this show and doing something that we already very much enjoy doing. So thank you very much. My mom, Baby Debbie, by the way. Yes. I was talking to her on the phone and she was like, I was listening to an episode of your show and you and Jack wondered if maybe our parents sending money would start a parent money war. And my, You know what my mom said? <laughs> yeah. It's on. Oh, no. Yeah, she was like, I need to send more money than Jack's dad. All right, well, Farrell and Janet, I got bad news for y'all. <laughs> Baby Debbie's coming Baby for you. Baby Debbie's coming for you. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that I know my mother so well. I feel so bad for my folks. <laughs> Put them in the poorhouse, Jack. We got oh, a show to make. Yeesh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> what happened to you folks? Oh, our son had a podcast and He's it bankrupted us. <laughs> our beautiful son, Jack, and his red hair. He and his other best-headed, best red-headed friend, sat in a w- mm-hmm. weird booth by themselves working the riders. Send us right into the poorhouse. <laughs> the sad story. Yeah, that's a terrible we ending. We should write it and put it on the show. Uh, you know who has written something and it is that's, on the show? That is actually good is, is Caitlin. Who wrote uh, the convention. Caitlin Harbert from Vancouver, Canada. Are you there? I am. Caitlin, Caitlin. I didn't get to say this yet, but your script today is a 12-page meet-cute kid and hitman comedy question mark story. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted yeah. to put that at the end. Because it's really hard to pin down exactly what it is. It's like uh, it's one of those feel-good, family fun, messaging things. Comedy? Mm-hmm. No, there's funny elements to it for sure. So I'm really excited to talk with you about this and why you wrote it, etc. on Kate, the show. Caitlin, do you, is there a reason that you think people might recognize your name if the show, maybe they started listening to the show most recently and maybe they don't recognize your name now, but if some of the longer-term listeners may recognize your name, is there a reason perhaps why they would recognize your name? Oh, I was lucky enough to have been on here before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Caitlin is our first returned guest. Mm-hmm. Let me figure out what episode she was on. It was pretty early on. It was really early. 
episode 21. There we go. Actually. And now, Caitlin, you're going to be episode, let's see. 106. 106 for us. Caitlin, round of applause for you. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) How's it feel being back in the saddle? You guys are great. I missed the uh, Independent this year. Yeah. So we missed you. Kind of making up for it for me. Mm. Well, it's interesting because we don't have a lot of repeat guests. We talk a lot about doing repeat segments where yeah. people could call in and tell us what they're working on. What we do, we cover a lot of ground in the interviews where we really go through somebody's life and right. the individuality is what sets each episode apart. But you, however, are going through a lot of big changes. And since this script is incredibly different than the last one you sent in, we thought it would be interesting to catch up and figure out what has changed since the last time we talked to you. Well, thank you. Yeah, because you weren't even in, you hadn't even started film school when we talked to you before, right? In Austin, right? yeah, you were about to start in Austin. So let's let's give our, yes. let's, let's just go all the way back. Who are you and from whence do you hail? <laughs> I hail from a city called Arlington, Texas, uh, near, da- between Dallas and Fort Worth. And I did a crazy thing and moved all the way to Canada, of all places, to attend a school to try to get better at what I like to do. Mm-hmm. And what you like to do is filmmaking? It's uh, p- yes. underwater basket weaving. <laughs> <laughs> all underwater basket weaving, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. This Film. is just my backup plan. <laughs> and so that was, I mean, we talked to you, what, it was at least a year ago, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, I think so. It's been a while. So you moved halfway across the country uh, into another country. Talk to us about the journey going out there and, and learning things and, and update us to where you're at right now. I moved up here towards the end of April of this year. Um, didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, school started quickly, very much like two or three days, I think, after I moved. And it's been nonstop since. Like it is. I have been writing almost constantly because of the requirements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did you decide to move to Vancouver? I know that we're saying for school, but why this particular school in this particular country? Why yeah. didn't you just, you know, go to UT Austin or something? Because you did, you you know, you grew up in Arlington. I remember you lived in Austin for a little bit, and then you made this jump to Canada. But, but why all of these specific things? I was at a point where uh, I wanted to be able to just jump right into it. And there, there are, yes, there are a lot of good uh, screenwriting courses in schools and film schools in the States, but a lot of them are three to four year programs where you have to take the regular subjects as well uh, before you can even dive into the film aspect. And that's something I really didn't want to do. And this particular uh, school, it's a year long, but it's two to three years worth of work. Mm. And, immediately just writing that's and that's all you do that's like a pressure cooker yeah it is you're 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 this is the instant pot of of uh, <laughs> of screenplay writing oh yeah there's 21 of us and and uh, i'm pretty sure by this point we're almost halfway through the school year and we've all cried at least once so <laughs> but so but have you got to know everybody because if you moved up there without knowing anyone how has it been interacting with your fellow students it has been fantastic, actually. We have such a wide range of people. I mean, we have students from Brazil. We have a uh, Turkish uh, girl. We have um, 
someone, we have a guy from Peru. I mean, they're just from all over the place and it's been, it's been awesome. We've been able to draw on each other's experiences and figure out exactly what we can do. That's super cool. Yeah, if you're talking about like a multicultural sort of thing and the different perspectives that other people are bringing to the table, that's got to be awesome as someone who's trying to constantly have to come up with stories and, and, and create. Yes, definitely. And and we have, uh, because of the program, you can go into three different streams. You can go writing for video games or film mm. or television. And so with such, and we don't choose until um, a couple weeks from now, which direction to go. And so with so many people that are there, they came specifically for games or for film or for TV. So we have all these different styles of, of minds, basically. Like I have learned more about video games than I ever had before because of the people that I am in class with every day. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I would. Yeah. Which so is, you know, cool. really. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm not a really a video game guy at all anymore, but just seeing what other people are talking about, like in terms of storytelling, in terms of as an art form, as a, as a medium, I mean, yeah, video games have really entered a whole other realm now. Yeah. It, I like, I, I, I grasped the concept before, but I never really knew how deep it went. Are you finding that all of these new styles are influencing your kind of take on writing in general? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's I, I looking back now, I had such a limited view on just the process itself. Um, and I struggled to get so many pages done. So it's just like the practice and all of the education about doing it is really, really enhancing your ability as a writer. Yeah, and I mean, and it also helps whenever they're they're like, "Hey, so uh, every week you're going to turn in 25 pages for your feature." Wow! <laughs> now do so, it. <laughs> talking about the process, yeah. how this is really influencing your process and creating a larger understanding. What do you think are some of the new things that you've learned about the process that you'd be willing to share with the listeners? It's they say a lot of a, a big aspect of it is write. Do, yes, you write what you know. Um, but also to be able to take that step further and write what you don't know and research about it and actually find what you want to kind of, what kind of story you really want to tell. And the, in terms of having this, uh, constant set of deadlines and, and having to constantly turn in, like you said, 25 pages on such a regular basis is, is it like, I mean, are you, do you feel like your brain is sort of going to the gym, building up a tolerance to being able to have to produce that much on such a regular basis? I hope so. I ho- <laughs> um, it, it was definitely an experience, and we, we had the we had the features, and we still have we have to write our TV spec episodes, so we're still having those deadlines coming up and everything. So it's just it. Luckily, it's constantly just continuing on with it over and over. Mm-hmm. Mm, what do they want for you at the end of this program? You know, I know that you're obviously learning a lot and taking a lot in. But is this a program that really pushes you to work professionally? Does it push you to continue your education or send you into like some kind of artsy writing land? What is it that they really are hoping you're going to get out of this? They want us. I mean, of course, they like no like any other school. They do not guarantee that you'll get a job right out because there's right. no way they can do that. Right. They want us to leave with a solid portfolio that is industry approved and ready to be seen that can help help us take that first step into it. Yeah. 
are you finding in terms of topics and uh, genres and, and, and just sort of uh, people, characters that you're focusing on? Or, or have you been surprised with different things that you've been able to get into and explore that you wouldn't have if you wouldn't have uh, taken such a formal program? Yeah, um, we I think one of the hardest things, um, two of the hardest things I've had to uh, wrap my head around, we last term we had to write live like sketch uh, scripts for a live sketch show. Um, and so learning how to write it to get the timing right and get the characters right and putting just the right punchlines to get the laughs and everything like that, that was something I had never done before. Mm-hmm. And um, then, of course, we had to actually create our own video game idea. <laughs> <laughs> so to actually make a quest and do all of the chapters for it and everything like that and so it, it, it it's just been insane it's, mm-hmm. it's been absolutely bonkers now the script that you originally sent us like uh, on episode 21 uh, was called dissipate and it was in a much different format and it was a much different theme than what we have here at the convention um the convention being a story between basically the daughter of a mob boss or the big man hitman and then her running and trying to hide a hitman who's in the middle of a job. So different things here. What, what's kind of been your writing shift between what you sent us with Dissipate and all you did with formatting, as opposed to where we are now with the convention? Formatting was very much my uh, attempt of Googling how to correctly format a script and trying to teach myself um, correct pacing and everything like that. Um, and then here with the convention, it, I wrote this um, during one of my actual classes of the sense that uh, we learned the correct format and we learned we had to do a certain amount of pages. We couldn't go over a certain amount of pages. Um, so having to learn how to compact a story into a, into 11 pages. Um, so going along with that was just it, it helped me learn how to format and uh, actually plot out and create a beat sheet and to, to see ahead of time of how the story is going to go. Mm-hmm. What do you think has changed for you thematically in terms of what those stories were and what you were working on then? Um, for Dissipate, it was very much a darker, um, a darker theme, a darker sense of what was going on. Um, and I think it, I think it had a big thing of it has to do with just the people I'm around. I'm, I can, I mean, I can admit I'm genuinely happier up here. I'm around like-minded people. Um, We're constantly like bouncing ideas off of each other, going out to relax and have a drink at a pub. Um, Just being around better people. And I think that helped me be able to come up with an idea that's kind of lighthearted and like mm-hmm. a little slice of life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This particular one, was it inspired by any one moment that happened? There yeah. was one student that kind of brought, cause I, I had the briefest basic of this idea before I came here. Um, but for the actual thing, like just the characterization, it kind of was inspired by one of, one of uh, my co-students just because he's, he's one of those like, he'll throw out those barbs at you and everything, but he's actually a, he's actually a good guy. 
and funny at times. Okay. So he kind of inspired Logan a little bit. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I could see somebody like that inspiring that character. Like, you know, the idea of some sort of specific thing in inspiring the story, like, you know, when you were in second grade and <laughs> right. we're trying to get a hitman to kill one of the kids in your class. That obviously Did you're going to draw happen, from that. Caitlin? Yeah. Did that happen? That did not happen, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, she says. Yeah. <laughs> Some kids have it coming. <laughs> the story that could have been, if it's true, though. Uh, do we want to read from the yeah. convention? Let's do it, especially since we're starting at the beginning. Yes. So, listeners, if you're following along today, Caitlin will be doing all of our action headings. Jack will be Logan, mm-hmm. and I, Allison, will be playing a small child named Mary. So that's it. Okay. So uh, we're starting from the top. We're going to set it up for you. We're going to knock it down. Caitlin, <laughs> whenever you're ready, take it away. Interior warehouse office day. Logan, 35, tall, well-built, imposing, lies on the concrete floor of what seems to be an empty four-story office, a sniper rifle set up and ready for use. He is almost robotic in his movements as he rests his eye against the scope, lining up the shot. His finger slowly edges towards the trigger, but he halts the movement. Something has clearly gone wrong. He stands from the, the rifle in his hand, disconnecting the stand from its base and packs it into its case with a sharp, precise movement. He'll be there, you said. He never misses a chance to show up, you said. Well, fuck you, Wyatt. I just wasted three hours waiting for nothing. I should put a bullet in your skull. That'll fix everything. Logan freezes as a knock on the closed door interrupts his muttering. The knocking persists, small, rapid beats fueling Logan's annoyance. Mm. He throws open the door, gunning for a fight, expecting someone of adult stature. What he sees barely equates to half that. Mary, seven, spunky and vocal, stands looking up at Logan. Logan looks around into the hallway and then back down at the girl. What do you want? Mary holds out her hand, a $20 bill visible. I need your help. Logan, stone-faced, slams the door and turns to his equipment. The knocking begins again. Logan takes a deep breath, his fists clenching, and walks back over to his equipment. The knocking persists. He shakes his head, determined to ignore the annoyance. The knocking abruptly stops. Logan slowly relaxes and opens his eyes, ready to gather everything to leave. Mary is standing right in front of him. You didn't lock the door. Closes a door in your face. That means get lost. Mary shrugs and begins to explore the room. She stops in front of the rifle case. Is this your gun? Logan walks over quickly to Mary and pushes her back. No, I just found it here. Mary stares closely at Logan, trying to tell if he's joking or not. You're not very funny. Logan ignores her and closes the case, checking the room to make sure nothing gets left behind. Mary watches his movements. You're a hitman. Logan ignores her. That's what you do, right? You kill people. Logan continues to ignore her and walks towards the door. You don't have to be mean, you know. Logan stops at the door, the handle in his hand, and sighs. (sighs) Look, kid, I don't know where you heard that, and you really shouldn't be here right now. How how did you even find out where I was going to be? Dad told me about you. Logan quickly turns around. You're Wyatt's kid? Yeah. Logan rolls his eyes. (sighs) Of course you are. What do you need help with then? I need you to kill someone. (laughs) You're joking, right? Who could you possibly want dead? Mary crosses her arms indignantly. Juliet. Okay. What's she done? Hurt you? Hurt your family? She made fun of my drawing in class. Logan can't help himself. He lets out a small laugh. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm sorry, kid. That's pretty damn funny to me. Mama always says that it's really fun of other people and that those kinds of people are bad. Do you believe your mom? Uh, duh. Isn't that what you're doing right now? Technically what she lectured you about? No. Wanting to me to kill this other kid. 
Doesn't that sound mean? But she's even more mean. She makes fun of everyone in the class. Logan shakes his head slowly. Talking to children is hard. Look, let's get you home, okay? But I brought you money. We can use it to grab ice cream or something on the way. How does that sound? If I you ice cream, will you help me? Of course not. Mary glares at Logan. Logan glares back. Fine, but I get three scoops. Mary walks over to the door and opens behind her before Logan can follow. End scene. There we go. <laughs> that is the start of a fun little script of a fun little interaction. Logan and uh, and Mary. I, I'm curious, Caitlin, you know, I, I, you and I have talked back and forth on Twitter over various topics and stuff. And I naming this character Logan is a Wolverine reference, right? It's It's not meant to be. It's my go to. Like, because of my love for Wolverine. I was going to say, you just have Wolverine in you. That's just part of her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's that's the one name that I was like, if I'm ever going to have a child, it's going to be named Wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) That's your go-to. Okay, that's your go-to. I get you. Okay. It's it's funny. So we had uh, a few weeks back one of our previous guests. This is like the show where we keep referencing previous shows. Uh, Our previous guest, uh, Clint Horvath. Uh, who was a guest for show number 98, wrote a script called The Hit, mm-hmm. which shares a lot in common with your script in that there's a hitman who kind of gets uh, put in charge of a kid against his will. And I'm just, I, I, I feel like the title that you chose for your script, the convention, the significance of it of, is because that is such a storytelling convention, right? The idea of some gruff, dangerous guy having to take a child under his wing. Yeah, it was very much because, I mean, this is a sli- it's a slice of, it's meant to be kind of like a slice of life for them. It's it's just a conversation and they learn from each other. Yeah, okay. Okay. So it's not what I was thinking then. That's fine. That's great. Well, how did the convention stick to it then? In in your mind when you're writing this, how did that really become the theme for this story? I I really I wanted it to be I mean, like I said, the just the conversation between just two people you can get a lot and have good little moments, but uh, just having a conversation sitting on a bench and then adding in the fact that one's a hitman and one's a seven year old girl. I would, I just thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As in conventional then the way in something, something just happens this way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I love though. Cause as this goes on, we have Caitlin. It's, I mean, it's a bit of a redemption story for Logan here. He he gets told some things like you're not actually a bad guy. He admits that he doesn't have any family anymore, alludes to an even darker past that maybe he's not dealing with so mm-hmm. much. And then at the end, he and Wyatt have a meeting together where he hollers at Wyatt to keep his kid away. And it turns out that Wyatt sent her from the beginning. She just yeah. dropped. So what, is, what do you really think is the reason why she gets dropped off to Logan? What's Wyatt trying to teach him? Wyatt is the kind of character... For me, I, I, and I would love to, I think I'm eventually going to try to make this longer to uh, explore more just all the dynamics. But um, when I included Wyatt, it was, yes, he's Logan's boss and he's also not a great guy. But in, a, in his own way, he cares about Logan and he knows what Logan's going through. And in his idiotic way, he thought it would be a great idea to drop his kid with Logan to try to help him. Yeah, that sounds safe. Sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. super safe. <laughs> Brilliant plan, Wyatt. Father of the year. 
Yeah, in, so in, in the selection that we read near the end of page four, you've got the line about talking to children is hard. For you as someone who wrote this, did you run into challenges of trying to write dialogue for a child that came off as A, convincing, but then B, also getting, uh, accomplishing in the story what you needed to do? Um, honestly, I had a little bit of harder time writing Logan's dialogue when mm. I wrote this. Um, I, I grew up um, basically helping raise my younger brother and then babysitting all his siblings and stuff. And, um, even now the house I'm renting uh, a room from, um, there's a family. And, and so I play with, um, their kids and, and everything. So like, I, I, I can, I can get the kids dialogue. I don't know if that means I'm immature, but no, I don't think so. <laughs> You're a good listener. Yeah. But with Logan, it was a bit more challenging. How did you end up working through that? It was, it was more um, because I had to keep it under a certain amount of pages. It couldn't, I believe the amount of pages we could go to for this was 12 when I wrote it. Um, I had to really sit there and think about, okay, what do I want to reveal? What will help the story? What won't? Um, so it, t- it took me a little while. I think this was my, ugh, my sixth draft, seventh. Mm-hmm. And what's your what's the feedback been on this? Um, it it was my some of my classmates liked it. Um, I have I even now have uh, more notes because um, I had a mentorship with one of my instructors um, after I had submitted it to to uh, Independent Film Festival, mm-hmm. and so I'll, even now I have notes to apply to it to do another rewrite. What do you think so you would it, change next time? Um, I think giving giving them a little bit more of a dynamic between it and I'll be, and I'll be able to explore that more when I add more pages to it. Mm-hmm. When I let myself go up to maybe like 25, 30 pages. Right. When it's not just a class exercise that you're working through. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested in the um, kind of the, the teachings of little kid Mary here. Mm-hmm. You know, she says things like, I know that bullies lie. Mm-hmm. I know that you're not a bad person. I know, gosh, what's another one that she has? Just full of all of this good wisdom. Yeah, out of the mouths of babes type stuff. Yeah, and kind of what was the the point of making her this reassuring freshness for Logan and for the story? I find it incredible of how much knowledge children actually have. It's It's not the same kind of knowledge as adults, but... They they know what's going on. They're not stupid. They mm-hmm. they're aware, and I I sometimes think they're even more aware of what's going on in the world in the sense of relationships and such than adults do. Mm-hmm. And it was very much exploring that with her and showing that even though they're seven or ten or five, um, they they know what can help and what can't help in some situations and sometimes they don't because i mean they are kids so it's it's a weird sudden flip it'll just come out of nowhere mm-hmm. i like that she gives him a little hug at the end yeah that was really sweet yeah it's sweet uh, you, you you were talking about maybe being able to delve into some different things and maybe expand it out when you're not so restricted in terms of page count how how much bigger are you looking to maybe go with it i definitely want to go to probably the 30 page mark just to see um with how that would work out. And if it, if, if it goes well and flows smoothly, I do actually try to make it into a feature. Um, I actually had one of my friends who I send all my work to, uh, her name's April. Um, and she emailed me back immediately after she read it 
she's like, okay, I need you to write a short that shows Wyatt and Logan's relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that might be on the agenda at some point too, or just incorporating all of it somehow into a feature. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much more about Logan that I want to know. Yeah, for sure. You know, like why, where this redemption even comes from, the way that some of the things she say are just flippantly out of the mouth, little babe, mm. having that like close or open circles throughout a larger story would be so beautiful. Yeah. That, that is once, uh, well, I have a break coming up in December, and I think that's when I'll sit down and really look at everything that I've got going and see which, like, prioritize basically which ones I want to actually dive into. And I think this is going to be at the top of that list for sure. Mm-hmm. I see you are in that writer's mindset. When, once you have a break coming up, so you're done with all the pressures of writing and stuff for school, once I have a break coming up, then I'm going to hop in and write this more. other thing. You're there, girl. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, there's no there's no stopping now. That's extremely cool. Uh, Caitlin, I think it's super cool that you were able to submit your stuff to us again. I'm so glad we got to talk to you again. By the way, I can uh, speak as uh, somebody who was there during this independent film festival when we did the screenplay reads. Uh, Ryan Poole and Chelsea Cook did a fantastic job with uh, this uh, script. They were so good during the festival for the reading. Uh, and uh, I, I, it's it's interesting. I hope that you get to see other people maybe do a read because it's fun when there's an audience to see what the reactions are to lines and maybe some you know jokes that you think are going to hit that don't, but then things that you don't expect to hit but really do. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you're able to see that in some form at some point. I hope so. I hope so. And I'm I'm glad that everything went well over at the festival. I knew they would because, I mean, you guys are fantastic. Mm, thank well, you. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't remember if you do much producing or not. Could you refresh my mind on um, if you've produced in the past or directed or had any of your writing made into actual films that people see on a screen? I have not had the opportunity to do that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I had a small little thing back in high school that I had to do all on my own, like shoot it and, and edit it and everything. But that was, I mean, it was just a little class assignment. So I haven't been able to really be lucky enough to have any of my stuff produced. Mm-hmm. What's the YouTube link on that? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> actually deleted. <laughs> uh, uh. Huh, interesting. Mm. The internet's a place where you can delete things. I have to talk to Jack. Keith about tracking that down. <laughs> yeah, and what is this delete button? Yeah, I don't believe that's a real thing. And But, you know, assuming all things go well, this could be something yeah, up for, for sure. producing. I hope so. I would I would really, really like to see this um, see this actually get produced. My <laughs> my friend April keeps messaging me, and she, she, she sees... Logan as Jeremy Renner, according to her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, Wyatt as Ryan Reynolds. Wow. And yeah, sure. She, she keeps messaging me and says, so when are you going to get them and uh, make this a film? There you go. Hey, you just let me know because I'll be there every single day <laughs> staring at those gorgeous, gorgeous men. Yeah, actually, I would be there to do that, too. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure. Yeah. You'd be the first ones I'd call in. Oh, that's very mm. sweet. Uh, speaking of calls or messages or whatever, Caitlin, if, if somebody did want to get in touch with you about this or, you know, connect with you about your work in other ways, is there in terms of like a website or social media or any sort of thing you want to throw out there as far as a contact goes, please let everybody know. Yeah, I mean, I'm on Facebook, um, Caitlin Harbert. I'm on Instagram, the same name. Um, I'm also on Twitter, same name. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. You got a good, consistent brand going. That's important. 
figured make it easy make mm-hmm. it simple <laughs> your brand her name yeah <laughs> that's so funny caitlin caitlin and i have a thing going i'm trying to make it a thing man i'm okay. really trying we're both we're, caitlin and i have talked about trying to do competing crowley from good oh, omens halloween this. costumes yeah that would look great on both of you yeah actually. so we're trying to figure that out mm-hmm. I, i'm definitely i gotta hit up my local halloween store because what i was looking for on amazon they, they do not ship to canada oh, oh. no Amazon. What a shame. (laughs) Jack's going to one up a college student. Good for you, Jack. (laughs) Win by default. Take take every win I can get. That's amazing. No, that'll be fun. It's not a competition. It's cooperation. I'm very excited to uh, to see what we can each come up with. (laughs) No no matter what, I think I'm going to get the haircut just because. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I got to figure out. I a Crowley on a uh, Sunday just drinking in his pajamas. I could do that as cosplay. There we go. Darn it. Yeah, you could. All right. Well, all right. So we got, all right. I got to, you're, you're going to, you might one up me. We'll have to see. That's the other thing is that you're stayed in your ways. Ugh. You, right. you don't like it about yourself, but you're, you are a little bit. Jack. I don't want to talk about it. We'll figure this out later. Write uh, your script. We could bring it on the show. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Caitlin, thanks for everything. Glad you came back on the show. Thanks for sending in your work. Thank you for sending your work to the yes, Independent Film supporting Festival. Everything we do at the festival in terms of celebrating artists all over the world. We really love having you be a part of that. So thank you so much. Yes, yes. Well, thank you guys. And we'll talk to you later. Awesome. Bye. All right. Caitlin Harbert making her triumphant return yes, to script don't shop. you love that? Makes me very happy just to know that because that dissipate script that we talked about yeah. was sort of just, it was, yes. you know, it was almost like prose in terms of just describing the this action. And, and the flow. And, the, and it was like a walking nightmare. Like this was. person's trapped in a house yep. and sort of trying to figure, it was like almost like a lot of POV shots, if I remember yeah, right. It was like a, yeah, it was a point of view thing where somebody ends up wrestling with their own suicidal ideation. Do you remember that? Like yes. she sees the person on the bed and it's right. kind of like, is that me? Am I okay? Kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a, I mean, it was beautiful and stunning and sad. Yeah. And so to see different things coming out of Caitlin and having her say, yeah, I'm actually in a happier place in my life is heartwarming. That's very good. That's very, very lovely. And it's wonderful to tie that back in to this heartwarming script yeah. convention. And seeing the evolution of somebody creatively makes me makes me very happy yeah. as well. Yeah, just remember that everybody grows. Isn't that cool? Yes. People keep growing and changing, even you, Mr. Crumley. Ugh, well, we'll see. Speaking of growing and changing, our show is growing in the sense that we Oh, we, get we have a major announcement here. Ma- major announcement, ladies and gentlemen. Major tune in. announcement. Beep, 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 beep. Wait, do a radio voice and I'll do the beep, beep, beeps. We've got an important breaking news alert from Script Shop Show. Coming your way right now. <laughs> on October 22nd, Come me, on. Jack, Frank, mm-hmm. and a special guest mm-hmm. are going to be uh, opening Pod Discovery in Cincinnati, Ohio. It is a podcast festival. Opening night is Tuesday, October 22nd at Novel Coworking. The focus of the event uh, starts at 5 p.m. A bunch of lightning talks followed by your fun and funny podcast script shop yours truly us doing a live show our first real live show our first live show i am terrified <laughs> it is our right first now. live show isn't it oh my god what you're are terrified doing? you're I'm gonna terrified. be wonderful i'm terrified awkward jack is just even more Ugh. comfortable jack no he's exhausting mm, that's what i'm here for i put Ugh. you in check man god mm-hmm. and so we're gonna be doing a show where we're gonna be interviewing a writer and it's gonna be it's in gonna front be of show. everybody yeah so you can get tickets to that on eventbrite.com you can also go to pod discovery um, online, just do a little Google search and start getting your tickets. Script shop, 
live show. Oh, and if for some reason Frank doesn't show up, we're obviously going to have a cutout of him there. <laughs> just meet Frank. Obviously. I can't. Just meet Frank. I don't, I don't know. Just meet I, Frank. Yeah, I meet love Frank. That. I, My mom, Baby Debbie, at Sindependent was like, where's Frank? Where's Frank? Oh, I, I need to meet Frank. Where is he? And I was like, Mom, there's Frank. There's Frank. Frank is everywhere. In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> he's like an angel watching over us. <laughs> he's like an angel. Well, so folks, please, we would love it if you <laughs> all come out to that or uh, definitely listen to the live show. It's going to be It's going to be wild. It's That'll be really be- fun bonkers thanks everybody thank you so much friends we'll talk to you soon and until next week that's a wrap script shop was created by allison west hosted by allison west and jack crumley produced by frank Steele. thanks to iheart media cincinnati for use of their studio intro music retro soul by bensound.com outro music by purple-planet.com special thanks to all our guests thanks for listening thanks for